episode 101 of the interlude new music from gold link and t-pain i do album reviews from drake and rick ross's new offerings and make black corn great again stay tuned never fear i'm gonna explain all of that to you before we jump into the podcast since this is something new this is a new podcast it's not my first podcast but it's my first podcast like this so (laughs) my name is crystal martin most people would pretty much know me as nikki true i ran a sex and relationship blog for four years it was award-winning I did some great things, worked with some great companies like Durex, um, Astroglide, um, had some write-ups in The Examiner, mentions in Bitch Magazine, some other publications that I just can't remember right now because I've slept since then. And I'm also a music critic, a pop culture critic, a music lover more than anything, a Michael Jackson stan above all, and I just decided that it was time to take my ramblings off of my Facebook page and put them to good use. So this is kind of where the podcast comes in. It's more than just me rambling, though. The interlude was kind of born out of a need to hear a different perspective when it came to pop culture and current events from an older millennial Gen X kind of standpoint. 
most people, when they think of millennials, they think between the ages of 18 and 25. So there's this whole other demographic that kind of gets left out of the conversation. And especially when it comes to Gen X and that whole other demographic where people really don't even remember them. It's usually young millennials. And then it just skips right over to baby boomers. So I just felt like there was a void. I felt like there was a need. And I felt like I was the motherfucker to do it. Who else but me? Well, I mean, other people could probably do it. But they can't do it like me, like D4L would say. Or was that Shoddy Low? I can't remember. Anyway, the podcast is really going to cover three main things, which is music, relationships, and sex, and love, and just black pop culture from past, present, and future. I'm kind of a geek when it comes to stuff like that. I don't know why I know so much about black pop culture and black history in that aspect, but it's just something I've kind of been able to spout out at like parties and dinner gatherings. Like, did you know that Michael Jackson paid for the tombstone of Eddie Kendricks? Like just random shit. Nobody's going to really want to ask you, but I'm telling you, if you're ever on who wants to be a millionaire, and they ask you to name Steve Harvey's first sitcom, you better call me, because I'm going to know that joint, me and the boys. Anyway, I named it the interlude, because usually when it comes to music, an interlude is short, and it's usually one of the best songs on the album. Um, One of the best interludes I've ever heard was by Jill Scott, who is my goddess in everything, in, in anything to me. And that was Crown Royal on Ice. And I think it's like a, under two minutes. And it's so short, but you wish it was a song and you wish it was longer. That's kind of where this podcast comes from. I want it to be short. I want it to be precise. I want to keep you lingering and wanting more. So you bring your ass back here every week to hear my shenanigans and fuck a ride and things of that nature. But let's jump right into what I promised you guys, which is new music. I've got a new track by Gold Link. It's called Summertime featuring Wale and the Radiant Children. He just dropped this on his SoundCloud. This dude is really dope. I've been listening to him for about a year now. He's dropped an EP last year that I really, really was digging for a while. He's artistic. He mixes up genres. And he does it in a way that it's really digestible. So I think you guys are really going to like this one. So tell me what you think. Hopefully you enjoy my musical taste, which if you didn't, you wouldn't be here. But yeah, this is a new track by Gold Link called Summertime. Yeah, 
She call me a hubby, she love me, but she in California. Wanna be the talk of the town, we move to California. Duck off just the fucker, so nobody knows in California. Bottom feeding women, it's so plenty, they need marijuana. You're so good head, and you tell them turn their phone off. Tell them get so loose, then we catch them with their shirt off. Girl, take that skirt off. Now put on your work clothes, and baby, put that guard down. We gon' piss the neighbors off, then I gotta go, girl, and catch you at your dead job. Keep it all discreet, then I meet you in the nighttime. You smell like the summertime, finer than a glass of wine. You know that I speak in code, they don't have to ever know. Keep it on the hush hush, keep it on the DL. You slide down a hole, and I'm sliding down your TL. They don't know no details, do your file like detail. I'ma blow your back out, then your boyfriend get no details. She yearning for it from California. I don't got no girlfriend, but got some workers in California. I be in Landover, but Bama's Cannabis, California. And I be the prince of my city, bitch, with my Avalonia. Been a poet that's been performing for deaf ears. Rash Simmons, my sweatsuit hit me loud, clear. Back to back in the map, blacks when I'm fucking, I call her back. But I'm stuck because I think she left when her glass slippers. Mm. Cinderella, what's your real intentions? You want to move to Calabasas, but it's too expensive. You want to be with Easy Travis, Migos, or the Jenners. You want to fuck a hundred rappers if it gets you narrow. Keep it on a hush-hush, keep it on a DL. I be in your dreams, but they be in your DMs. And my only weakness, read for all them females. Me and Gold Link, second home is that 3-1-0. Oh. I haven't seen you summertime featuring Wale and the Radiant Children. You can cop his new album called At What Cost on March 24th. I'm going to get it and I'm going to review it for you guys because I know that it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth reviewing. It's going to be worth listening to. So the next thing I'm going to cover might be a little bit too salacious for a couple of you, but this is my show. I'm covering love, sex, and pop culture. And what is more sexy and lovable than black porn yes (laughs) the reason why i'm talking about black porn is because i'm kind of done with it like i'm over it not to say that i haven't been over it for a while i have but i've been giving it a couple of chances because you know they're my people i support black in any and every way possible and that includes my adult content so What pisses me off is that black porn has so much potential. The porn industry is a 30 to $50 billion industry a year. Yet black porn sucks. 
Yes. Even from the big production houses. Now, that isn't to say I don't like thought porn. I love thought porn. And what is thought porn? Thought porn is the porn you go to on Pornhub or XNXX, which is like my go-to. And you see the title and it says like, bust down bitch from Walmart giving me dome in my Honda Civic. Like it has the craziest titles, but it really is just janky ass porn. Like the chick usually just has on a bonnet and her kids is laughing in the background and family feud is on the TV, but they get it in and they in a section eight, a, a subsidy housing apartment and the mattress is on the floor, but they killing it. But with black porn that's supposed to be of a high production value, it always fails me. It's either with the lighting or it's with the type of storylines they try to portray, the directing of it. Well, it's there's no value in it. There's no there's no lighting value because there isn't any real lighting. There's no directing value in it. There's no production value in it. It is janky as fuck, especially when you compare it to the other porn production houses like your vivids and your wicked's and even your burning angels which i understand the porn industry is very racist so i understand that and i understand that money flows differently when you are melanated and non-melanated but still there's a tutorial on youtube to tell you how to do some better transitions and editing and stuff come on And then I'm just tired of seeing the same chicks. It's always Misty Stone, which I love Misty Stone. Misty Stone remind me of Brandy. Um, Pinky, girl, I love you, sis. It's time to retire. It's time to set it on down. Set that booty on down because you starting to go from Pinky to a whole big-ass foot. Like, girl, that's a whole other story. I feel like at this point... Black porn needs an upgrade. It needs a facelift. It needs a redo. It needs something. And especially since I have been supporting Booty Talk since it was Booty Talk 1. And they should be on Booty Talk Edition 372, Volume 12 at this point. So there's no excuse. So please, black porn. Anybody that does black porn that is listening to the sound of my voice, do better. Now, I also promised you new music from Teddy Pinterest down. Mr. T-Pain himself has came back and he is telling you motherfuckers to put some respect on his name with his new song, Thanks. It's very, very high paced. Reminds me of Church that was on his first album. Pretty much talking a lot of shit and I love it. I was in my chair when I was listening to it before I... um downloaded it i'm listening to it and i was just doing a little booty twerk because it just gives you that vibe so i'm pretty sure this is going to be everywhere in every strip club in the south during the summer so he's got another hit on his hands so this is t-pain with thanks yeah, take over, really far. Yeah, the take over, really far. Yeah, the take over, really far. Hey, I started this shit. 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 This is things I. This is things I. This is things I get. This is the part where them broke niggas put their head down. Yeah, shout 
in my section cause it's money on the train I pay Shawty a pill poppin' she, she got the hands on, on her I swear to God I'ma pull out the rod and she gon' put hands on her hands. She know what the move is yeah, move. She know what to do with the tools is Woo. She know what the groove is the She a pro, she know what to do here Home in the locker room with the house mom trying to work out a new deal Woo. She got some new girls, so I need a few deals yeah. Pop! Baby, tell me how you feel Cause I took the red pill And you took the blue pill You smile I got it on me, I got it on me Never leave the house without it I'm by myself but I'm never lonely Oh my God I got the cheese, cheese, macaroni Cause I be working on my crab But right now I'm focused on pussy and ass And so is my niggas My niggas really fuck My niggas really fuck My niggas really fuck My niggas really fuck The takeover really fuck The takeover really fuck The takeover really fuck The takeover really fuck Hey, I started this shit I started this shit I started this shit I started this shit. I started this shit. Yeah, yeah. I started this shit. This is things I. This is things I. This is things I give. I'm keeping my mouth closed now. No loans gon' stay like that. Keep on talking that fuck shit and I'ma spray that mac. I got bitches in the bush across the street your house right now. I got your bitch in my house with a dick in her mouth right now. And it ain't even mine. It ain't even time for that. My nigga just saw her walking down the street and she said she was down for that. Now I know my pimp game strong. Now correct me if I'm wrong. But my nigga handled that shit so well that he need a crown for that. You know? Pop! Now she's sucking on me. Trying to do it good, but she keep on getting hit in the nose with my heat. Now bitch don't stop. I got it on me, I got it on me. Never leave the house without it. I'm by myself, but I'm never lonely. Oh my god. I got the cheese, cheese, macaroni. Cause I be working on my crab, but right now I'm focused on pussy and ass. And so is my niggas. My niggas really fuck. My niggas really fuck. My niggas really fuck. My niggas really fuck. The takeover really fuck. The takeover really fuck. The takeover really fuck. The takeover really fuck. Hey, I started this shit. 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 Yeah, yeah, I started this shit. Hey, this is things I. This is things I. This is things I. T-Pain is always good for a club banger, a strip club banger, or just one of them tracks where you are going to get sloppy drunk listening to it. And then when you're sober and you remember just how sloppy drunk you got listening to that song, you're not going to want to hear that song again because it's going to make your stomach hurt just like it did when you were sloppy drunk listening to that track. But I love Mr. T-Pain so much, and I'm going to be playing that song a lot this summer. So, let's get to the meat and potatoes of the interlude, which is music reviews. Miami-based rapper Rick Ross just dropped his ninth studio album with Rather Me Than You. I have to say that this was surprisingly good. This is why I say surprisingly I've never really been that big of a Rick Ross fan. I always found it very CB4-ish for him to take a guy's identity that is actually still living. But I will say this. Rick Ross is always good for a big juggernaut single that is going to be played anywhere and everywhere, such as Every Day I'm Hustling and BMF. And he's got a few other ones. Like He's got quite a few other big-time singles in his repertoire. But what I really enjoyed about this album is that I see he is starting to open up lyrically and dive into other issues. 
I like the fact that he spilled major tea when it came to Birdman because I am a messy bitch who lives for drama. I also like that he's using a lot more of his ability to do wordplay and to really come up with deeper content to rap about. Um, There are a couple of standout songs like Apple of My Eye is a really good one. And I'm a big Raphael Sadiq fan. So when I heard him singing on that mug, oh yes, your girl got excited. I also love Dead Presidents. Centur- I think it's Santorini, Greece. Chow. Why he get these? I went to public school. Don't be putting up these fancy ass names. Powers That Be is dope. Of course, it's got Nas on it. And Nas delivers, as always. And Game Ain't Based on Sympathy is pretty much one of my favorites. And then Lamborghini Doors is going to be a classic, I'm sure. Because he got my my dude, Anthony Hamilton. He could have left off McMillan yelling ass. But that's just my opinion. Of course, he falls back into his cliches and goes right back into his whole I'm bigger than life status on songs such as I think she likes me she's on my dick with Gucci man but let me tell you something trap 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 is my joint and it has young thug on it which is saying a lot and I can actually understand what he's saying when he's rapping on this song so that really is a feat that he was able to accomplish so as far as an album I really enjoy the fact that out of most rappers right now, Rick Ross has some of the best beat selection. Like he has a really great ear for beats and for production value. I feel like when you get a Rick Ross song, you get a full production and it's very much evident on this album. It's a lot of saxophone, a lot of piano, a lot of strings, a lot of melody, along with hard hitting trap beats or 808 beats I mean he really makes the song full and then to hear his voice rapping over it is just really it really meshes and blends well together so I would have to say that this was just a really great album and especially during this landscape of how music is, you really don't get a lot of great albums where it isn't just full of singles that you have to kind of skip through and figure out which one is your favorite song. This one you can actually let play for a good minute and not have to skip through too many. Like the only two I would probably skip is I think she likes me and she's on my dick. Oh, and I would skip those tired ass Chris Rock sketches or skits like he could have left that shit off of there i understand that he wants to prove that he can get rick uh chris rock on his album but he could have really left that shit off there's no need for it the the skits are really stupid they have no meaning to them and he lying on there talking about rick ross is the greatest rapper of all time chow chow we won't go that far i will say that right now he is cementing his place as one of the best lyricists in the game this album should really prove to people that he's not only a good rapper but he's really good lyrically so kudos ross you got one in the bag now let's skip over to the light-skinned dream himself drake aubrey graham (laughs) 
I'm a little disappointed in this playlist. Let's get into that. More life dropped out of the blue. I was getting ready to go to bed. And then I get an alert on my phone. Drake's More Life just dropped. And so I'm like, okay, I got to listen to it. Now, it's not an album. No, no, no. It's a playlist. A freaking 19 or 20 song playlist. Are you kidding me? He's really annoying me with that shit. It's a fucking album. Let's stop playing. Now. So I'm listening to it. And honestly, more life sounds like the B-sides of views. I was a big fan of views. I reviewed it on my Facebook page. You can go to the interlude, Facebook interlude, and you can read that review because I'm moving all of the reviews I did from my personal Facebook page to the interludes fan page. And I was really a big fan of Views. I felt like him and 40 were really on their shit when it came production-wise. The samples that they used were immaculate. I love the way 40 has been kind of playing with different genres of samples. And Views was a really great album. This playlist is a throwaway. Not gonna lie. It really is a throwaway. There wasn't anything that stood out to me on this album. I felt like it really was a, okay, we're just going to scrap some things together. It's not cohesive in any way. The The order of the songs, the way the songs play as you're listening to them, it doesn't have any type of flow to it. Um, I really just feel like Drake was phoning it in. Um, verse, uh, lyric-wise, it's the same tragic mulatto sagas of they trying to get me everyone's out to get me I can't trust nobody everybody's coming to get me it's it's just all these imaginary people that are coming to get him and it's over and over again and what I do like is that Drake has this way of being a chameleon and kind of morphing into whatever genre he wants so on more life he kind of plays with grime which is a form of hip-hop out of the london brixton which is brixton's kind of like the hood area and more black area of london and he has like this merger of grime and patois and jamaican roots and it it's a good feat like i can hear it in my head and i i can see it almost happening but on this album I don't feel like it really connects together separately yes I do feel like he does a really good job at when he commits to grime he commits to grime when he commits to doing more West Indian Jamaican sounding lyrics and his accent and songs it really it it really works well but when he tries to kind of play within the two, it doesn't really mesh, to me, at least. At this point, I don't feel like I get the same Drake that was hungry, that was really in tune with where he wanted to go lyrically and where he was as a rapper. I don't get the same Drake that was on, you know, Replacement Girl. And I know people are going to be like, really, Replacement Girl? But you could see the way that he had this flow about him and he 
really wanted to prove something. I feel like at this point, Drake doesn't have to really prove anything. And because of that, it's become very redundant and lazy. I wanted to like more life. I wanted to get into more life. I did not get my life in any way, shape, or form. So I would not play this album ever again in life, (laughs) except the one standout track to me, which was Glow featuring Kanye West, which what's funny is that we got kind of a glimpse of Kanye West before he got in his sunken place. Like we started like that verse on Glow gives us that, oh, that's late registration Kanye before, you know. Before they got the tea and the the cup and now sink. Like, <laughs> I know that's bad, but still, that's how I feel. So I, I kind of, I look at this, like I said, it's a throwaway tr- album. I don't know if he's trying to get out of his contract and he's just like, let's just piece some things together and say it's a playlist. Oh, that's so annoying. It's an album, motherfucker. And just put it out there so I can fulfill my contract or whatever. But I feel like it was really a disservice to the fans who really have been, like me, who have really been riding with Drake since Replacement Girl. I mean, it it just didn't give me, I just didn't get anything from it. It didn't give me any type of lyrical standouts. There's nothing really that I'm going to be quoting anytime soon. And except the the chorus from Glow. <laughs> That's about it. I'm just kind of over the whole, oh, girl, you know, I'm light skinned and I'm out here hustling. Like, I'm like, we get it. You know, we get it. You're you're Jewish and black. You're black is Jewish. That's a thing. And you've got money now and you can't trust these bitches, but you love these bitches and you love these hoes and you love your niggas, but you can't trust your niggas. Like we get all of that. We need you to give us more at this point. And it's really disappointing, especially after Views was such a really great album to now get more life. And you're like, okay, you could have kept this life. We, we don't need this let's let's see some more views you know let's try that out for a change but Aubrey gonna sell because Aubrey gonna sell you know the light skin brigade is always gonna back their own so my little review may not matter but as a music lover I kind of felt really let down by this album like if I had to choose between Rick Ross or Drake I'm definitely going with Rick Ross that was a full solid album it was a full solid offering it gave you a lot of dimensions it gave you a full track listing of fully finished songs not throwaways not b-sides so that's just my opinion but I'm hoping that this is just Drake kind of, again, feeling some type of contractual obligation. And he gets back in the studio and he really gives us October's very own. He gives us some take care. He gives us some nothing was the same. I'll even take that. But God, no more, no more life. None of that. Let's not ever do that again. And on that note, that concludes the first episode of The Interlude. I had a great time. 
I really like doing these album reviews and instead of clogging up your timeline on Facebook, you now get to hear my annoying 12-year-old voice talk about my take on today's popular music. So if, I already know, let me just put this out the way. I already know some of y'all are about to come from my head and my ass when it comes to Champagne Poppy. I understand it. If you have any complaints or you want to tell me how I ain't shit, you can always leave a comment on my SoundCloud, on iTunes, and you can always email me along with relationship questions or any type of relationship advice you may want to address on the show at theinterludepodcast at gmail.com. Do not send me dick pics. Do not send me dick pics. Like, I have to make the disclaimer because some of y'all be wilding the fuck out. But other than that, I had an amazing time with you guys. And yes, I know it's short, but that just means you got to come back for episode 102 to see what I'm talking about and to see what albums I'm going to be reviewing. So on that note, I'd like to leave you guys with a quote from the king of music himself, Michael Jackson. And it's every day, create your history, every path you take, you're leaving your legacy. So on that note, I'm going to say good night, go forth. Be great.